hear me. Скажи мне, американец, в чем сила? А вы что, собираетесь на ней жениться? Да. Ух, красота-то какая, лепота. Таможня дает добро. Я вообще не называю меня, пожалуйста, Вероника. Кто я? Вот кто я? От русские земля, единый быть. My name's Ali. This is the Russophiles Unite podcast. We're doing a bit of an impromptu one today, as I suddenly discovered last week that there's a new film out called Lady Macbeth, and it's based on a, uh, a novel from the 19th century by Nikolai Leskov. So this isn't a Russian film, it's a film with a vaguely Russian source. And uh, today my guest is a returning guest again. It is Lynn Setchell. Hi, Lynn. Hello. Yes, we're currently sitting here in my car outside the cinema. Yeah, so the acoustics might be a bit weird. <laughs> yes. Now, we don't have a ton of time before we, before we go in. So, Lynn, do you know anything about this film at all? Nothing whatsoever. I know I did Macbeth for GCSE. Yeah. Is that going to be helpful? I'm I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I th- I think there might be quite a lot of uh, uh, people dying. Um, so I think that's similar. Okay. Um, but other than that, I hardly know anything about this at all either. I know that it was. I think I know that it was originally published in um, a periodical that was uh, run by Fyodor Dostoevsky ah. um, called Vremya, which means time, or it might have been the other one that he did. Uh, so it's Time Magazine, except. Not except that one. Not <laughs> except not, not okay. that one. I also think maybe that the the original story was turned into an opera by Shostakovich in the thirties, and I think possibly Stalin didn't like it very much. But I may have to go back and check that. Well, I guess we'll find out. Find some out some of those things. <laughs> some of those things. I was going to make a yes. witches. When shall we we three meet again? Reference, but there's only two of us. In, yeah, us two and the audience. And the audience, indeed. <laughs> I was going to do a cackly voice, but it's probably offensive to someone. Oh, let's do it anyway. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's just my normal life. Okay. Oh, and before before we do, <gasps> of course, yes. And we recorded the last one recently, so Lynn maybe remembers. Mm, it with a P? <laughs> it does, it does. So we are launching uh, into uh, our film experience by saying, Payechali. Okay. That's the one. That's the one. Okay, uh, right. One, two, three. Payechali! Where is my husband gone? A weird. To do what? Nothing for you to concern yourself with. You'll be on your own for a while. Given Mr. Lester's recent demise... My husband is not deceased. He is assumed so. He is missing. But presumed dead. And we're back. We have just watched Lady Macbeth. That was... That was quite an experience. Yes. (laughs) That's my input. I'm done yeah, now. You yeah. can do the rest of the oh, podcast. Right, so right. I'm carrying this whole thing by myself. 
This is not what we agreed beforehand. No. No. Uh, I'm, it's, yes. uh, it's a flip reverse. Yes. People, oh. The people demand drama. No, they don't. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway. Occasion. So, Lynn, um, would, would you like to do... Uh, actually, we've probably already established that you don't necessarily want to. Yes. Lynn. Yes. <laughs> as your guest, <laughs> it's your contractual duty okay. <laughs> to uh, uh, to do a synopsis. This is this is going to be a bit spoilery, so um, okay. You have been duly warned, listeners, that, that spoilage will happen. Yes, the spoilage will happen in three, two, one. Go. S- spoiler alerts. Spoiler alert. <laughs> you can put in a better sound effect there. I don't think I will. <laughs> okay. I don't think I will. That's um, the, yeah. So anyway, Lady Macbeth. Yeah, it's like a small-scale like country house. Either, I was going to say Game of Thrones or Agatha Christie <laughs> mystery. Yeah. I mean, it's not a mystery because you as the audience know exactly what's happening. Yeah. Um, so I guess it's not really a whodunit. Uh, a lot of people die. <laughs> they do. That That is something it definitely shares with the, with the, with the title. A lot of women get treated extraordinarily badly. So that's yeah. terrible. Yeah. In fact, I'd say that's the first sort of 20 minutes of the film. Mm. It's unpleasant. The first... Uh, I'm not going to detail synopsis anyway. Sure. Uh, it's set, I guess, by the accents in the northeast of England. Yes. Which I understand is not where the book was set, but that's yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, and this lady marries this man, and it's not very happy, and he treats her awfully, and he treats everyone awfully, and uh, the maid gets treated awfully. Everyone gets treated terribly, it's awful, but then he goes away. Yeah, and but then... it's but it's not just it's not just the husband who is doing the awful treatment, no, is it? It's also her father-in-law, his the husband's father. Yeah, because that's how that works. That relationship works. <laughs> also treats her very badly, yeah. but she eventually runs into another group of men treating another woman very badly. In this yeah, case, the maid, the maid. The maid who's... Uh, so this is these are the hired help, are they stable boys? Yeah, I, you never it's really see clear. them they doing... They don't do any work. No. Well, that's kind of how this whole thing sort of starts. They are not doing their work, definitely. They are not doing But we work. never really see them doing any work, no. so we never really find out. So anyway, but she subsequently finds one of these stable boys particularly attractive. Yeah. His name is Sebastian. Yeah. Named presumably after the crab from the Little Mermaid. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure uh, that was the inspiration. I can't uh, imagine that being the. the I can't think of any other Sebastians Seb- off the top of my head. Sebast- uh, little Sebastian from Parks and Recreation. Which I haven't seen. I, I it's hear the good, best I, series. I hear good things. Although I've not seen things. the last three episodes because I've got a pact. Oh, okay. But anyway, that's not. That's yeah. another thing beyond the scope of this podcast. Faustian pact. Uh, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, that's um, the only kind of pact I am aware of that has a, its own adjective. It's the only. That's the only pact. Uh, anyway, Nazi Soviet pact. That's another pact. The Nazi Soviet pact. Yes, those are the two pacts. And, and kind of Russophiles related as well. So. You brought it back. That was Excellent. a brilliant segue. Yes. Um, I'm anyway. so professional and classy <laughs> right now. So Sebastian, Sebastian the Sebastian stable the stable boy. boy. So she starts uh, chasing down and then having it off. Yeah, although it's kind of Im- quite ambiguous how that relationship starts. It is a bit ambiguous because she is sort of following him around. Yeah. But then he kind of comes up and initiates it. Well, he basically, he sort of, the implication is he he's going to rape her. Yeah, that's. but then that was a confusing scene because yeah. it very much starts as if this is not consensual. And yeah. I'm not trying to advocate 
any kind of situation that appears rapey and then appears consensual. Yeah. In real life. But then, anyway, it starts sinister, but then by the time he starts kissing her, it appears to become more consensual. That's the impression that I got. Although it's I a think, little bit I, I think that's... Yeah, it's a very uncomfortable, weird It's a very uncomfortable scene. scene. But, um, yeah. <laughs> from there on out, though, they are, they are having a full-on Yes, effect. from there on out, it is definitely consensual after yeah. that point. Um, however weird that may be. Yeah. So at this point, her husband is still away, and he's still away for ages, and they're getting it on, and it's kind of okay, I guess? I mean, it's awkward and weird, but... She seems a lot they, happier with him than she did with her husband. Which would not be difficult. Which would not be difficult. Just abusive and horrible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's a, it's nasty, 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 nasty piece of work. Damning with faint praise here. Yeah. Um, anyway, her father-in-law comes back, and he doesn't seem to know where her husband is. Which is odd. Which is odd. Anyway, long story short, she murders him. Yeah. Um, well, she poisons him. No, that's a, that's a form of murder. Yes, I just thought, you know, maybe... Compared with some of the later murders? (laughs) Um, The maid is a witness to this. Yeah. Um, The maid who has been entirely blameless in this entire thing. One of the few characters in this film that is not terrible. Um, I don't know, she doesn't start the film particularly well, because she's quite rough with... I don't think... Do we... uh, Catherine, there we go. Catherine is the name of the main character. Yes. Yeah, because she's sort of brushing her hair but really pulling it. Oh, good then... point. But anyway. Yeah, I think I think maybe I just haven't really noticed that because it kind of was mild in comparison to the <laughs> to abuse all the... that she was taking from that's, everyone else. That's true. That's um, true. But you're right, yes. It, that's a bit... That relationship was interesting. It was a bit fractious. Mm. Um, anyway, the main witness is this, this and becomes mute because it's obviously horrific. Yeah. But Sebastian is worried that her husband will come back for the funeral, but it turns out her husband hates his dad, so he doesn't bother to come back for the funeral. Yeah. Um, and Sebastian comes over and they're like, don't worry, he'll be fine. Uh, he won't come back. Maybe he won't come back. Maybe yeah. my husband won't come back at all. Yeah. They um, get sort of semi-comfortable, don't they? Yeah, they get semi-comfortable and it's all all right. So anyway, her husband does come back eventually. And, of course, he knows about all the stuff that's been going on. Word has reached him through yeah, Wherever he was. Wherever he was. Which is... Was that made clear? The, I don't they, know they, they talk about, it, about him being, like, the other side of the county, and I don't know whether this is supposed to be, like, Northumberland, whether it's Durham. Yeah. He's, he's, you know, a very long time, long way away yes. for that time period. So, uh, which is the 18... I'd say late 1800s? Yeah, it's 1800s some, some time. I, I wouldn't even, yeah, like to try and pin it down. Um, yes. Yeah, there was a reason why I thought it was late rather than early 1800s. Okay. I can't remember what it was. Yeah. But something in the well, film if, if you think like, about this feels it, yeah. a bit later. Yeah. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, so, he comes home, says, You're a whore, you've been whoring it up when I haven't been here. And she pulls Sebastian out of the cupboard... The closet? Somewhere. Was he in yeah. the closet? There's yeah. a door, and it yeah, wasn't yeah. clear whether it was the door to the hallway. Yeah. Uh, he was, like R. Kelly, trapped in the closet. Um, <laughs> though, unlike R. Kelly, he, he did not have a Beretta. If you haven't seen Trapped in the Closet, A, this won't make no sense, and this won't make any sense, and yeah. B, this is making I guess what's pod- Trapped in the Closet? Making it's... the podcast super libelous. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, possibly. Please don't suicide, Kelly. Yes. I, we love Trapped in the Closet. I don't know, I'm talking rally. Um, I don't even know what it, what it is. What the what? Okay, right. We get this podcast over so we can yeah. talk about Trapped right, in the Closet. Right, right. Um, okay. So, yeah, let's crack on with this. Um, so... 
she pulls Sebastian out the cupboards. Uh, and onto the bed. And onto the bed. Husband is super mad. As you might um, imagine. And which, a bit shocked. And a yeah, bit, which like, despite being abusive bastards, uh, is not entirely surprising. Yeah, yeah. That he is a bit annoyed about this. Um, so he attacks Bastion, but then she beats him to death with a fireplace poker. Yes, yeah. Hooray! <laughs> um, yeah. And they bury him effectively. Yep. They do not grave. bury the horse effectively. This really bothered no. me. They do at least dig him a grave. They just like yeah. lie the horse down and put some dirt on it, and like it's yeah. not falling anyone. Yeah. Although burying a horse, that's a lot of work. It is a lot of work, but Shallow it just horse looks grave. suspicious. Yes. It's the Cohen brothers. It was yeah. the Cohen brothers shallow grave. No. Um, I want to say it was um, it Danny Boyle. Yes. Which I, I haven't seen that film. No, but, me neither. Right. No. So moving anyway, on. moving on. Um, but then someone from. Not that far afield comes by with a child and says, "Your late husband had this kid with my daughter, so he's your responsibility now." This child is what, like three? Yeah, I guess something like that. And of course, Catherine says, uh, "I think you mean missing husband, because nobody <laughs> Definitely knows he's dead. Not murdered, husband. Definitely not murdered. No. no. Um, so there's this kid, and then." That, the kid is getting in the way of, of their affair, of their affair, of the yeah. affair with Sebastian, and and the I guess grandmother. Yes, that's how that relationship works. I think so. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Although she doesn't seem all that old, but eh, who cares? Uh, um, uh, so one day the boy goes missing, and there's a big search party that goes out, and the person that finds him is Sebastian by yeah. a waterfall. Yeah. And you think, ah, see what's going to happen here. Yeah. But. That's not really what happened. No. Sebastian brings the kid back, but the kid is not dead. Yeah. And he's got uh, a bit of a sniffle. He's got but... a bit of a sniffle because he's been in the water, but he's all right. Yeah. By and large. Yeah. Uh, so he's recuperating. Um, she goes off to find Sebastian. Um, and Sebastian's like, I could have done it. It was perfect. No one was around. There was a waterfall. I was like a foot behind him. I could have just shoved him. And no one No one would have been any the wiser. Yeah. Brilliant. Uh, but he said, I couldn't do it. It's a kid, right? Uh, so then, then the kid gets murdered, and she suffocates him, and Sebastian yeah. helps out. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then it's nearly the end of the film because she gets found out by the doctor, but yet Sebastian comes in because he's been crying because he feels terrible about this. Yeah, he he's basically kind of gone to pieces with the guilt. Understandably. Yeah. And he says, no, look, she murdered her husband, she murdered her father-in-law, she murdered the kid. Um, and she's like, no, Sebastian did it. Sebastian the maid did it. Yep. And the maid is mute, so she can't testify. Y- and then they get cut off. Yep. Literally cut off. Yeah, presumably to their to deaths. Presumably to their deaths. And she sits on the sofa and we've also got... Oh, I've missed the fact that she's pregnant. Yes. With presumably Sebastian's child. Yeah, which nobody nobody mentions. No one at mentions. the bit where they're carting off um, Sebastian and the maid. No one goes, but hang on, how are you pregnant? Indeed. And then Finn. Yes. Yeah, Kenyets. <laughs> do, we know the, do we know the end in any other languages? Uh... No. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, well, that can be some research for the next time. Um, so, yeah. So, it was it was good. Oh, the cinematography was great. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it was it was really, really like, fantastic. Like, static, all that static shots, like, very deliberate. Uh, oh, yeah. Cinemascope, like, 
just beautiful. Loved it. Yeah, and and the and the sets were were wonderful. Like, I, I guess whoever did this, the the props and fixtures mm. and fittings just must have really really done a very thorough job because just everything is has lots of little details. I mean, they don't distract. They just kind of really create the atmosphere. Yeah. There's lots of like textures and yeah. Oh yeah, it was a brilliant film and great performances from everyone. Well mm. done. Yeah, but bar, bar none. I mean, about the static thing, I one thing I noticed about that was that when, for the most part, when you were indoors, mm. it was very static. There was a couple of exceptions, but then once you got outside, often it was more like the camera would follow, or you, even at the beginning you had some kind of a little bit of shaky, you know, cam going on. Mm. And I thought that that was very deliberate. Yeah, I felt like that ebbed away near the end. I felt like then yeah. there was outdoor shots when you had mm. Sebastian running away and that kind of thing, and the kid, yeah. Sebastian the kid, like all those were very... People were moving in them, but the the, yeah. the camera was still... Yeah, yeah. it was a very... And this, this kind of sounds almost like a, like a criticism, but I don't really mean it like that. It was a very disciplined film, which, describing the plot, yes. it just sounds kind of like crazy, wacky, <laughs> nutso, but... And yeah, the events were, but just the way it, it showed, it was like as you, as we were saying, the first half an hour, it's not all that much happens. You have a lot of sitting and a lot of lying a lot and of a lot of you know just doing some kind of fairly mundane things. Yeah, um, that's very true. Yes, I see what you mean. It was very deliberate. It felt yeah. very deliberate. Yeah. Um, which, which I thought was great and suited the atmosphere of the sort of uptight... Yeah, created the atmosphere. Nice. Yeah, which which is interesting because even though I sort of was very much noticing this thing, I, I didn't feel like that sort of took away. It didn't feel... I mean, it didn't feel sort of super clinical. No. Um, I, one thing I noticed, hardly any soundtrack whatsoever. Yeah. Very I little music. I hadn't really thought about or that Or rather, time, very but... little music. Um, so that was that was kind of a... I guess follows on from a previous podcast we did when we were talking about Tarkovsky's uh, Stalker. Yes, um, there was very little music in that, but when they did use it, it was it was very effective. Very little dialogue in this as well. Um, yeah. I mean, there was definitely there were conversations. Yeah, but it was pretty sparse. Um, yeah, I don't know whether that's been influenced by the fact that I saw Guardians of the Galaxy two earlier today, yeah. well, which, which is a bit of a contrast. That is to this that film. is a very odd film pairing. I don't think that quite <laughs> tops uh, my ultimate f- uh, film pairing uh, in a day, uh, which was um, I saw Mamma Mia the same day that I saw uh, the first Taken film nice. with Liam Neeson. It's about the oddest double bill that you can possibly. <laughs> Yeah, I would have thought. My, you can tell that's going back a few years. My flatmate and I, uh, for Christmas, were like flat Christmas before oh, yeah. I went home for Christmas. Yeah. Um, I'm a... dreaming of a flat <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> um, Sorry. That's fine. It had to be um, done. Had um, to be well, done. understandably. Yeah. Um, so flat Christmas. Yeah, the tradition, which is to watch Breakfast at Tiffany's followed yes. by Alien. Nice. <laughs> Before you That's think that this is completely mad, yeah. the cats yeah. look very similar. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, cats. Cats. Followed by cats. Cats. Um, not the musical. Oh, <laughs> right, um, okay. But uh, speaking of cats, going back to the, the, this film, the, that was the creepiest cat. This film just... Are you I mean, being like catist? 
No. It just it just what wasn't was creepy a... about the cat. I mean, it... beyond the point that all cats are it... a bit creepy. Well, that's true. Um, but no, this wasn't a like a nice sort of cuddly looking cat. It just it wasn't like um what are the what are those? It wasn't like one of those hairless ones. No. But it kind of almost looked like one of those, but with a bit of fluff. It yes. was very. It... Anyway, I see what you and mean. the cat was the cat was kind of creepy, and it was, yeah. Anyway, that's enough about the cat. Creepy cat. There was a creepy cat that I completely didn't mention. Didn't notice. Yeah, it was crucial to <laughs> crucial to the atmosphere. It was cru- yeah, I'm not gonna, really I'm crucial gonna, to the plot. No, no. Um, so, film sounds pretty bleak and and depressing. It was, it was pretty bleak. But it did have like the odd little bit of weird humour in it. Yeah, there were moments that were quite occasionally quite funny. There's the scene yeah. where she's drunk with her father in law, which that's is quite true. good. Yeah, and and he says, How could the wine possibly have gone in the time that I've been away? And Catherine's like, I don't know. I'm trying to think there were definitely at least two or three other instances yeah. where I listed the chuckle. I'm well well the bit the, the the main one for me was when um when the father in law Dies. We didn't cover how he dies. He dies in a non-violent uh, manner, so he's kind of all intact. So there's a bit where they take a photo of him oh, in yeah. his coffin, <laughs> stood upright next to next to Catherine. It's just super awkward. But I don't know whether that's something that they did back then. I'm assuming it must. I'm guessing be. it must be either that or it's in in the book because it's just. I mean, they too. I don't know whether they play it for last, but I think they kind of do. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, I think that scene is meant to be funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then speak, going back to the cat, there's a bit where you suddenly see the cat is sat up at the breakfast table. Oh yeah, that's good because <laughs> she funny. Catherine talks about not like eating alone. Yeah, and she's just oh, it's still spoilers. This yeah. podcast is spoilery. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh well, <laughs> she's just she's just killed her father-in-law who she was eating dinner with, and yeah. then she's just kind of sent Anna the maid away for yeah. eating with her. And then, so then the next scene is her facing the cat. Yeah, that was definitely yeah. intentionally funny. Yeah. yeah, what did you think of the of the sort of the characterisation? Um, uh, I don't know. I mean, it was good in terms of it was interesting and well played. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those, I think it's intentionally one of those ambiguous, I've not read the book, but yeah. ambiguous kind of situations where on the one hand she does terrible things, but she's also treated terribly. Yeah. And also, um, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Go on. I was just going to say the the way that they show her, they don't show her as being, you know, after a certain point, a complete monster with no sympathy for anyone. No. You do see little moments. And don't it's... get me wrong, not endorsing multiple murders, but they don't just kind of go, "She's a stone cold psychopath." It's like, yeah, she's pretty horrible, but. Yeah, and yeah. That, and again, it's that it's that kind of sort of character study where it's like, was she already to an extent like like this before yeah. she got married and thrust into this terrible abusive yeah. situation? And this just kind of brought it on. Like, if she yeah. had been a different person, yeah. enduring the same thing, would she still yeah. have done the same thing? Yeah. I don't know. Like, or is it just that this is a horrific situation and this is an escape for her? Yeah, that she is capable of trying to find a way out of this yeah. horrible situation I don't know yeah you you definitely uh, as far as um, as films that are the, that I've seen certainly recently this this you can't say that she doesn't have plenty of agency 
Yes. yes. Which you could say is, um, I don't know, maybe that's not fair, of, uh, of Macbeth, which I haven't read in a very, very, very long no, time. No, it's been a while. But that was that was one of the sort of big contrasts in terms of having not read the Leskov mm. book, but uh, the sort of the Shakespeare play. It's not her that's the one who goes mad because of all the killing. It's it's Sebastian essentially. Yes. Yeah, it's him. almost that Sebastian is the Lady Macbeth yeah. substitute in this, yeah. in that he yeah. is complicit to an extent. Yeah. In it. So there's still and kind he's of the one that suffers for it. Yeah. And there's still the kind of like she's the motor behind the killings, as in Macbeth. Yeah. But yeah, she's much more active in the killings themselves rather than just going to Sebastian, you know, go finish him off. Right. Have you killed him yet? Good. <laughs> <laughs> which is a plot, but well, that's a yeah. plot spoiler for Macbeth. Yeah. Which, sorry. A play that is now over 400 <laughs> years old, so. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're not yes. taking responsibility no, for that. No, no. Um, <laughs> But yeah, no, it's kind of a an interesting one, just in the sense that yours, you got an English play about some Scottish characters, then sort of borrowed by a Russian writer. Yeah, certainly aspects of it. And then that book has then been readapted by British filmmakers. <laughs> so it's kind of a nice kind of interchange and, and back and forth of uh, uh, of different cultures and stuff. Which is good. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was good. I mean, finished it was, lamely. It's one of those. It's one of those films that. Well, I, I guess I have quite a few of these that I thought was a great film, but is also quite distressing. Yes, and it's yeah. not a nice film. Yes, yeah, it's not yeah. a pleasant film. Yeah, there's not really any. There's no. There's not any catharsis. There's no. You know, it's no. Um, you you kind of don't go away going. Yes, well done, main character. <laughs> it's like everything is bad for everyone. Or at least if you, or, the, or at least if you did, then I, I think I'll be backing <laughs> away carefully. <laughs> yeah, because she doesn't even really get to be. Yeah, she doesn't get a comeuppance from no. being horrible, but she also doesn't even get to be happy as a result. No, no, no. It's just she doesn't die, and <laughs> that's about it. Yeah. It's um... yes. It, it definitely isn't a film which, which has a kind of like very obvious sort of moral and if you do this then this will happen to you which I, which I quite like because those things are quite didactic and annoying yeah I, um, I agree yeah um, um, it was kind of interesting actually doing this for change actually going and seeing and, and seeing the film in the cinema yeah, it was great. We should do this more often. Yeah, definitely. Um, and we'll see what the sound quality is like as to whether we should record yes, the podcast in the car. That's, more often. Yes, indeed. <laughs> one of the one of the interesting things, though, just watching it in in the cinema, it just kind of you ha- having the having the audience there, uh, uh, the rest of the audience, because mm. uh, actually the finish of the film, it suddenly goes quiet. And the people's reaction was nervous laughter. That is how how the end of the film was greeted, which is an interesting response. I can't remember the last time I I went to a film at the cinema, and that was that was the thing that greeted the end of the film. So yeah, that's, it's certainly been a while. Yeah, a good way of almost summing up the uh, what the film is like. <laughs> I was I've been conditioned by again Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. to sit through the credits and expect a. At yeah. least three interruptions from yeah, we, scenes. Yeah, we didn't stick around. We didn't, yeah. so maybe there were. There's, maybe there's, everything um, got tied up and we just yeah, didn't yeah. be so, bothered so to watch if, the credits. If, you, if you're... Um, 
<laughs> write in, tell us what they yeah, were. Yeah, probably by the time this is actually released, this will have <laughs> uh, long been out of cinemas, but um, but definitely definitely track this down. As well, Certainly from my point of oh, view, yeah. it's definitely worth a watch. Yeah, Would maybe watch- don't watch it when you're not feeling great. No, no, no. Possibly not. If you're having a particularly misanthropic day, this yeah. will not make you feel better. It's not going to help. Yeah. Would you Would you watch it again? Uh, I think after a while, it's not... So yes, I guess, is the short answer. Yeah. It's not the kind of film that I'm just like, I need to go and see that at the cinema again. Yeah. Straight away. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's still cinematic. Oh, I definitely. And that's the... Uh, I mean, the caveat of that is that I don't often feel like that about films. Yeah. Um, although there are a few. But, um, but yeah, I definitely would watch this again at some point yeah um, and, and it's not very long as well no the older I get the more I feel like I have less patience for <laughs> yes. long films yes this, is, this has come up before <laughs> yeah um, also does this make you want to check out the I want to say source material yeah it does for? actually I think it would be interesting to see the differences and similarities yeah. I assume yeah. it's available in translation yeah right? I've definitely seen it in translation so you can you can yeah, pick that up so uh, Penguin if you want to sponsor us <laughs> <laughs> or not yeah. uh yeah, um, I kind of wonder whether, going back to the accents thing, I wonder whether that was a deliberate kind of nod to the book. My Russian geography is not as good as it as it should be, mm. uh, but the original title is um, Lady Macbeth of Mtsensk, right. which is, I think it's in the Russian southwest, and I get the impression it's quite a remote place. Okay. And I think that was probably why they went with the choice that they did with yeah, this one. Yeah, to choose somewhere that is isolated. Yeah, because really what happens in the film, if they'd just lived in the middle of a town <laughs> it, it wouldn't have worked the same way. No, So no. I wonder whether that's, that's, is... a, that's, a, that's an element. Yeah, the isolation yeah. is definitely an integral part of the atmosphere. Yeah, and and just yeah. Like and also say, visit Northumberland I guess because it looks yeah, lovely. It does, it does. A bit cold and a bit um, yeah, make sure you pack the appropriate clothing, but yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but definitely bleak and interesting. That is a perfect summation of this film. Right, which uh, um, leads me to believe this is a good point to, to end, uh, end the podcast. So, um, do write us in at uh, unite at gmail.com or um, I'm also uh, on Twitter at uh, uh, U is the handle. So uh, yeah, it would be it would be great to hear from you. And um, yeah, especially if you've if you've read the uh, Nikolai Leskov uh, story, um, uh, as that would definitely be interesting to hear your perspective on that. Save us from reading it. I've got too much of a book backlog. Oh my goodness! Yeah, tell me about it. Uh, <laughs> okay, thanks very much for joining us again, Lynn. Uh, it's always good to have it's, you. It's always a pleasure. I keep coming back. Yeah, uh, yeah, because it's great. Yeah, cool. So. Das Vidanya, everyone. Das Vidanya. He looks at the closet. I pull out my Beretta. He walks up to the closet. Get closer to the closet. Now he's at the closet. Now he's opening the closet. So that's it for this episode, but before I go, I'd like to thank Sasha Ilukovich and the Highly Skilled Migrants for the use of their song Cold in our intro. You can find that song and the rest of their back catalogue on Bandcamp and Spotify. If you're enjoying the show, please consider supporting us by leaving a rating at Apple Podcasts or at podchaser.com. 
That second one, Podchaser, even lets you rate individual episodes. So if this episode particularly stood out to you, you can let other listeners know that you enjoyed it. Recommending the show on social media is hugely helpful as well. If you can spare a moment or two to do that, it would really make my day. Thank you. Thank you very much. Speaking of social media, please find us and say hi on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. You can also drop us a line at roosfilesunite at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening. Take care of yourselves and bye for now.